Welcome to the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. It is post-Texas week. Uh, we have finished the Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500 race at Texas Motor Speedway. I want to say it was probably like a five-hour race in total. Uh, have a lot to discuss, a lot to unpack from that race. Getting ready to go into Talladega this week. Uh, Hurricane Weathers. Uh, don't really know where the hurricane will go, but, uh, you know, hopefully everything will be okay. Uh, I'm joined as always by Dale Tanhart. He's on the show with us. We're going to be discussing everything from Texas before we dive in to the last race that we had, which was Sunday. We got to say shout out to Hooters. And right now, if you get over to Hooters and use promo code garage guys, you're going to save $10 on any $30 or more to go order when you order from order.hooters.com or when you order off the Hooters app. And that offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carryout orders only. But that's not the end. Dale, what else can everyone listening do when they use promo code Garage Guys at Hooters? Yeah. So, this is great because we're starting off with the best part of the show because it's all going to go downhill from here because we're talking about a big piece of shit weekend. But uh, no, Dine and Dale has you covered when you go to Hooters. You can save $10 on any Dine and order $40 or more just by telling your Hooters waitress about promo code Garage Guys. Just tell your waitress that Dine and Dale has you covered and you'll save $10 on any Dine and order $40 or more. Valid at participating locations, redeemable for food, non-alcoholic beverages, and merchandise. And yeah, just just by looking at the title of the race name, like it's just such a mouthful. The Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 500. You just felt like it was going to be a complete disaster, shit show, fuck fest that it was. And obviously, there is issues from tire failures uh to officiating from tire failures all the way to just bad officiating and and drama between uh drivers and and on the good side we may have had another feud created so there's a lot to unpack with this whole deal it's i don't know how long we're going to go on this one because it is it, it's it's kind of a no it's not kind of i'm not going to sugarcoat it. it's a shame what we saw this weekend and i i'm curious about the implications for the rest of the playoffs yeah, I think the the major thing to take away from it all is that we are in the playoffs. Uh, there was a lot of playoff drivers that were uh, affected by everything that happened. And I don't think that it's anything we didn't see coming. I mean, we saw a lot of issues at Texas during the All-Star race. And I think that everybody was a little bit uh, timid to want to go back to this track. And, and I think that a lot of the fans, we all – kind of knew what to expect. I mean, I had been talking about it all week. I've seen a lot of people talking about it. And even before the race, when the drivers got out there, you know, practice and qualifying, even before then, you already had drivers like Kyle Larson, uh, of course, Kevin Harvick, you know, speaking their minds and saying what they need to say. And, and just just to to pretty much lay the, the framework for Texas, when, whenever the race hasn't even started and it's a, a, a day before the race, and you have Kyle Larson come out and openly, publicly, on the record, tell Jeff Gluck 
that the best thing that Texas Motor Speedway and all of the uh, administration there, the best thing that they could do is to demolish and start over. When that is out there with, with a, one of the top drivers in our sport, I mean, I think that that speaks for everyone. And it kind of opens the door for everyone to kind of be able to say like, hey, you know, we can, we can pretend that this isn't an issue. We can say that this track isn't a problem. But him saying that allowed everyone to really kind of speak their mind and it opened that gate. So I don't think that anybody should be shamed publicly or criticized for speaking their mind at something that we all know that's true. There's no, there's no room of, of hiding the truth anymore with this issue. And, and we have seen the issue at multiple tracks, you know, with the, you know, engine failures, the power steering pump deal with Toyota, and then the tires obviously just going flat at whenever they feel like it. But I will say this, I do feel like there are certain tracks where the problem is worse. And obviously the biggest one that we have saw this season at Kansas, Bristol was pretty rough, but Texas, I think, was the worst. Texas is just like the racing there is already not that great. But then to add the just continuous tire pressures. I mean, we can start from the broadcast with Dale Jr. basically trying to hide his sarcasm. And we we can continue all the way into just like the millions of drivers. I think there was, like you said, there was a little bit of drama and it's just, there, there's so much to it. So I know that you have been eager. Uh, you put a tweet out that I just saw not too long ago where you were just like, you know, I'm ready to speak my mind and go. So I am just at the point to where I feel like I've talked enough on social media this week. People kind of know where we stand. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but you kind of are saving that and holding on to that. So I just kind of want to give you the floor and just let you run. Yeah. And I actually did like not even minute. It's so funny because not even minutes after I tweeted that maybe 10 minutes after um, I, I don't know who had the tire failure when I tweeted that out. But then Harvick blew a tire from the lead. And fuck, it seemed like maybe maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, then True explodes one. And then I tweeted out a video of me basically yelling at the TV for about 30 seconds. Uh, I was like, I, I can't take it anymore. I can't be quiet. And I put it on TikTok. And the comments are, are very, very interesting, what everybody has to say. But um, it is just a shame right now. And... I'm just not going to take the, I'm not going to listen to the excuse. Oh, it's the teams being too aggressive. Fuck that. You're not going to tell me that. And I, I don't care who you are. You're not going to tell me that anymore. Um, that's fine. Like if you work on, if, if it's someone that works on a team, like, you know, more than me. Right. And that's, that's part of the problem here. We have plenty of people. This isn't just like on the NASCAR teams. This is, this is an early development with NASCAR. This is an early development with Goodyear. There are people that know way more than me and you and everybody, most people listening that should have been able to develop something where we didn't have this, the, the problems to the extent that we saw at Texas, that, that was not trial and error. That was a comment I saw on the TikTok uh, that I posted. Somebody said, calm down. It's just trial and error. You calm the fuck down. That is bullshit. That is not, it's not trial and error anymore, guys. This, we're, we're far past trial and error. We are at the point of embarrassment. We are at the, at the point of delegitimizing our champion in 2022. We are at the point where it's tough for fans to take this sport, the Cup Series sport, uh, take the Cup Series serious right now. That was such a mouthful for me. I don't know why. But I, I'm, I'm furious about this because 
I give so many fucks about this sport. NASCAR has been my life since I was crawling on carpet, and I'm ashamed at, at what the product of racing is right now. And it's a sh- and it's even more of a shame because most of the time this year, outside of primarily the tire issues, it's been a great season. It's been a great season with a lot of different storylines, a lot of emerging talent with the new car. It's evened the playing field as we hoped. Kind of one of those things we I don't I think everybody didn't think it was possible. And it actually it all it came true. We have even the playing field, which is great. Playoff system hasn't changed. It's been like this for three, four years now. But with this Gen 7 race car, the Gen 7 era, we this is there's a reason why all these drivers who haven't really talked as much, especially Kevin Harvick. I feel like Kyle Larson typically doesn't have spicy opinions, real chill, mellow guy. Chase Elliott doesn't typically have spicy opinions, I feel like, uh, about the aero package or about the car. And especially with Kevin Harvick, as I said, these guys are, are blowing up, dude. They're, they're all on Twitter now talking about it. Kyle Larson, as you said, talking about demolishing the track of Texas Motor Speedway, which we all kind of wanted to do that anyway. That, that wasn't very new to me. But Chase Elliott's on Twitter today. I couldn't agree with what he said more. Rodney Childers is trying to talk about what we can do better. Kevin Harvick is now and now has merchandise coming out based off of him hopping back into the Twitter game, hopping back into the heavy, heated opinion game. So and Martin Truex Jr. And Martin Truex Jr. I feel like isn't someone who necessarily has a reputation of just shitting on the sport. He called it exactly what I think it is. He called it a joke. The situation is a joke. And this goes back to me at the beginning of this kind of spill. Like, you cannot tell me it's a tire pressure issue anymore. This goes back to early development. This goes back to talks between NASCAR, the teams, and Goodyear. And it it just, it's so much deeper than that. And on the other side of the spectrum, if you want to simplify it, I agree with what Chase Elliott tweeted. And I quote tweeted, he basically said, we, we have gained so much technology advancement and and knowledge since 1948, which was the inception of NASCAR. We've gained so much knowledge and technological advancement that you should not have. I don't know if this is the exact word to use, but you should not have regression. And that's, I kind of quote tweeted it and, and added more to it. The regression that we're seeing with this car in 2022, it's past the point of insanity. It's ridiculous. And look, I know I have faith that in the off season, we're going to, we're going to go back to the drawing board and, and, and hopefully make the right decisions to fix uh, many of these problems. Rodney Childers had a great tweet uh, describing some very, very specific input on what he thinks would be right. And I'll, I'll read this out. If you haven't seen it, Rodney Childers, uh, Kevin Harvest crew chief, he uh, tweeted basically three screenshots from his notepad on his iPhone. And he says this, my view still comes down to the rules and the box we're in and at the track, Texas compounds it all. The problem wasn't necessarily the tires. Yes, they could be better. They could always be better. It's a, it's very well known. Goodyear, and I used to work for a tire company, and I learned all about tires. Goodyear is a shit product, straight up. They they have great marketing, great brand recognition, shit tire, shit product. 
No one can convince me otherwise. But and this is this isn't what Rodney said. That's me cutting into it. But uh, to go back in his quote. But the reason there are tire issues is the shock limiter rule. The teams wouldn't be running the tires lower if you could get the car lower in the back and the diffuser to its optimal downforce point. If you could run the car lower with the suspension, you would actually run more air in the tires to, te- to keep travel more consistent. Another option that would help is make the rear diffuser where it makes the most downforce with it half an inch higher than it is. And he put in parentheses, kind of impossible. Right now, you can really get the diffuser down. You can't really get to the diffuser down to the optimal spot for maximum downforce because you are locked by the limiters. Your only way to get it lower and go faster is to let air out of the tires. If you get the diffuser 0.1 inches lower by switching the tires more, it's free speed, like you added more spoiler to your car. On top of that, the Texas track config makes it worse. Less speed, less banking, less load on one end, of the track compared to the other. So to keep the car low enough and be fast in turn one and two, where you can pass, you have to be bumping limiters, quote unquote, some in three and four. Hitting solid rods puts all the load through the tires. So to conclude, he sums it up. One, make the back of the car where it makes downforce at a higher weight or a higher height, which is a long-term goal. Two, get rid of the limiter rule. It has caused nothing but issues the entire year. It would make every team want to run more air in the tires. And some of the reason the racing isn't as good at some tracks. Drivers aren't going to race door-to-door when they're scared to death through three and four. Three, make the tires more durable. It can't be like a knife edge. So there, I know there's some more mechanical, mechanically uh, based people out there than me. But well, one big thing that that tells me is part of this is NASCAR's problem and not Goodyear's. Uh, we all know tires can be better and more durable, but this tells me that NASCAR has, and Chase Elliott said this in his interview, he said that we're putting Goodyear in a, in a bad spot with what we're forcing them to provide. So this is, I said it in that video when I was heated, I don't give a fuck whose fault it is. This is a problem for, on all fronts. This is blame on multiple people. This there's no one to point a finger at because it seems like collectively we can be better as a sport goodyear can be better our executives can be better we can all be better to make this issue go away and everybody has to work together to make it happen and that is not happening right now so i've been running for for a minute now chase i have to let you get back in this is most i've ever talked ever in one in one setting but everybody who's fucking pissed about this i'm right there with you and, and what's going to happen more and more we got football on and we're going to have more and more people change the channel to NFL football if we see more shit like we've seen at Texas and we've seen at Bristol. I haven't seen TV ratings, but Bristol was really bad. And I don't expect Texas to be great either, especially with the lightning delay that we had. But nonetheless, I'm upset because I love the sport so much with all my heart. I mean, I love NASCAR more than life itself. And I fucking am embarrassed that we're in the spot right now. Yeah. Um, that was uh that was giving you the floor you got to you got to let it all out and and i think that everybody you know deserves that you know it's another reason why you know we're putting on um you know i've got the the hotline on bringing winston back and we've already got a good amount of voicemails on there so i'm ready to kind of hear some of these thoughts as i get that show out this week um but 
you know, everything you're saying, I think the thing that stood out to me the most was the the fact that we have so many drivers that are coming out, right? Like you've got, you know, a lot of people have known in the past, like Martin Truex could be, you know, a bit of a drama queen. You know that that Harvick is always going to be very blunt. And I think that like Jeff Gluck was like, uh, haven't got to use the hashtag blunt Larson in a while. But, but Chase Elliott responding to Justin Marks was probably the one that, NASCAR needs to look at the most because like that's the poster boy and and let's be real about it like you know love we love Chase to death and 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 he's not wrong and when you have him that when when you ask somebody about NASCAR today they're gonna know a few names they're gonna know Dale Earnhardt they're gonna know Jeff Gordon and then Chase Elliott Chase Elliott's gonna be one of those names that most people know in, in this day and time so to have him and the following that he has to come out and have those kind of things like that's that's affecting a lot of stuff but you covered a ton in what you were saying I agree with with a lot of well, what we gotta say. we gotta thank Kevin Harvick for for coming back out because he's got a million followers on Twitter and he's been virtually inactive like you could tell someone else was just tweeting for him when he does like all his tweets throughout 2022 and 2021 most of them at least were like oh a green flag three o'clock today on nbc promotion or fox yeah and you could tell it wasn't really him i like happy shit parts t-shirt yes exactly that's like the merchandise has come and and that's one thing i didn't even mention but i i I summed up like everybody can be better but that's a big factor here is the parts right apparently the parts are are not good yeah, I mean, paired them to kit cars. I mean, in the beginning of the year, which is basically what they are. I mean, they come out of the box, you get them, and then every team has the ability to prepare them, and that's what the difference is, right? Is that you are you're allowing the team to kind of build the car and put it together, and they all talked about running the low tires and things like that. And and the thing with it is, is that like you were saying, there's just some tracks out there that you know these these tires that they're not going to be able to handle the load of pressure that's put on them, and we see that. At, like I said, I think the, the main three tracks that we've seen the most problems at, um, like collectively, Kansas earlier in the year, um, and then Kansas this year was 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 de- I feel like it maybe got a little bit better than earlier in the year, but maybe not. Um, and then Bristol and then Texas. Texas is the worst. It was well, that and that's that's what Rodney Childers was saying. Texas is the worst because turns one and two are so different than turns three and four, like so different. Right. And and then you have the element of the resin there on a on just a broken racetrack is ruined. If you get a little bit too high on that resin, it's it doesn't work. It, it's it's just and and it's embarrassing where we are right now with the tire issue. But like Texas is an is an abomination of like Satan, God, whatever the like, uh, just a, a Satan spawn of shit that's what texas motor speedway has become it is fucking i mean shameful what they did to that racetrack shameful it needs to be bulldozed and and i don't want to repeat that enough because we already all know we can say that a million times i I think that we start talking about the future the future of texas and what it should become i think that that, short track that's the uh I, i i disagree i they have a perfectly good dirt track across from the uh the track that's there why not just take the dirt race to Texas and just let them rip that dirt track? I think that would be dope. It's already a dirt track. Well, they, they it, it's been such a large investment into that track, though, that they, they need something out of it. Like, they got to sell it to somebody, 
and turn it into money turn, so they don't lose their asses on it. Or they they got to I, I think they got to turn it into a different kind of racetrack. They have to. Uh, I so, just I don't think I don't see any other option. Like we're talking either a short track or we're talking a new Atlanta, which would just be horrific. And it would really, really upset me. And or, probably most fans, if you turn it into another Atlanta, we don't need more super speedways. We no. don't fucking need that. And what that's going to that. do. I know, but people are people are saying that is a likely outcome, and it would just be a, a horrifically moronic move to do that. Turn it into like, a short track and move on, and, and bring more people back to there. I mean, it's just a lot of lot of room in that in that in that whole facility. I mean, I, I like uh, something earlier, you know, that uh, Alanis King had said on Twitter. She was like, uh, and, and like you don't, you know, usually she's she's kind of a goofball like myself, and like we'll just kind of say random things. But I didn't think this was a bad idea. Um, so she said that uh, they should use it to trial a new age NASCAR facility, do several configurations, focus on entertainment and comfort to entice a non car crowd, kind of like non golfers do with Top Golf. If the track is a wash as is, spend some money to experiment. And I was like, yes, we need. I don't hate that. Life. It's different. It's different. Real life Rocket League. We just make it a Texas motorball speedway. And you just get a bunch of people demo derby in there and just let them go rip and, and hit. And that's another thing, man. No one, no one fucking goes that to that race. Like, that's a big problem. See how like, bad the stands were? Did you see how rough well, it was after the been, lightning delay? Yeah, but it's been like that's not even new. It's been like that for three years. Like no they one goes to that race. Section there's like one section like in the beginning of the race, and like it was just like there was like this one little spot. But uh, it but, just yeah. man, it embar- it just it's embarrassing. Like they, I'm down for. I, I wouldn't hate that idea. Like just get rid of what it is now and do something different and bring something enticing to bring fans back because you're right outside of Dallas, dude. What's the population of da- think about this? What is the population of Dallas or, or Fort Worth? Hold on, I'm at a computer. I'm gonna look that up right now. Why you're it's doing just- that? I mean, like I said, we can we can talk about that all night long. The real embarrassment is the fact that us and the majority of the industry actually bet on the race. And I don't care. I think, I think that, that I'm not yeah. gonna give up. I'm not yeah. gonna give up. You're not gonna stop. I mean, like, look, Tyler Reddick's happy he won a race, he got a noble. Shout out to him. Well, we- you know, it's ironic. Do it. Yeah, it's a long time coming on the Oval for him. But I, I literally did not bet on Tyler Reddick because I was like, there's probably going to be tire issues. And no one has been more plagued by tire issues on these racetracks, these ovals, Fontana, Kansas, uh, Texas early in the year. Like, no one has been plagued more by tire problems than Tyler Reddick. And I was like, yeah, I, I just think it's not his destiny to win because he always has a tire problem. And guess what? He did. He did have a tire problem early in the race. I don't think it was. It wasn't flat tire related. He had a vibration and pitted under green. He bounced and, uh, out. Yeah, there were so many cautions. It's like it was so easy to get back on the lead lap and and gain track position back. But yeah, I'm happy for Tyler. That's three wins in the year. It's been an awesome year. It sucks he can't compete for a championship because of a, a bad first round, but. Um, He's the in a good spot. Yeah, the non-playoff drivers continue to win the races during the playoffs. Pretty He's in a good spot, especially Tyler, because he has no pressure now. Mm-hmm. Like, he has no pressure. 
he can just go out and win races and finish and finish. I, I don't, I have said this from day one. I don't think he'll be back with RCR 2023. I don't know where he's going to be, but I highly doubt he'll be back with the team. I've been saying that forever because we've seen this story before with Jamie Mack and Kurt Bush and uh, I think what Kevin Harvick with his yeah. ending with, with, uh, with uh, RCR mm-hmm. uh, 10 or 11 years ago. Maybe that, I can't remember who the other driver was. But I yeah, want to say it's one three three nine million is the one point three three nine million is the population of Dallas. Houston is two point three one three. Wait, no, there's no way, dude. Hold on, you're no. This is the no 2020 way. census. 2020 census. One point three three nine million in Dallas. That's what the we metro did. area pop. I just pulled it. the metro area population of Dallas Fort Worth in 2020 was six point three million. Mm. I don't know what you're looking at. I googled Dallas population. There, that's impossible, dude. That is impossible. Dallas it is way more. It is way more. If you Google Dallas population, it, it has this big graph chart, and it says 1.339 million 2020. That's just, I'm just looking at what, what, what is What is what is metro area population? What the fuck does that mean? I, I don't know, but it says Fort Worth is, uh, in, in 2020, 892,221. Um, wait, maybe that's traffic. Maybe that's traffic. Uh, maybe, it, I don't know. Is, this is Dallas population, is what I am seeing right here. What is the population of Dallas in 2022? Okay, now the current metro area population of Dallas Fort Worth in 2022 is 6,488,000 at a 1.42% increase from 2021. The metro area population of Dallas Fort Worth in 2021 was 6,397,000, a 1.52% increase from 2020. So apparently Google is going to be lying to people. So if you look at this big chart on Dallas population, it's, it's false. You need to go down and go to people also ask. Yeah. I, I, um, a million just didn't, just doesn't seem like a million doesn't seem like a lot. Dallas is fucking huge. It's kind of weird. Uh, the main thing too is, is all the area that they've used to build around there. They got that giant ass Bucky's. They got a lot of like new restaurants. They got an in and out over there because of all the major California people coming in. So I could see why from like 2020 to now, why that has jumped up heavy because of like, no, dude, no, no, no. Chase, are you saying from a million to six million? That would be insane. That would be, that would be unbelievable. I'm just no, saying what's impossible. on Google, man. That's Just a fucking reading what's on Google. I'm gonna take a picture of it. No tweet if people act. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at what you're looking at. I just looked it up too. It says Dallas 1.339 million as of 2020. But why would what? they lie to us? Why would these computers in in the valley lie to us? This has to be okay. Okay, this this doesn't include. Oh, okay, I see, I see, I see. This doesn't include like Fort Worth because Fort Worth and like uh, wow. Arlington, they're like all packed on top of each other. Okay. This is just like a small, just literally Dallas. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, my point here that I was trying to make that is, that is kind of confusing. And no one that if you looked this up, you would be like, okay, that is a little confusing. But look, looks it up at the point, the point I'm trying to make here. Let's just say it's a million. Fuck. Let's say it's a million people near the area. And if it's six million people that are in the area, there's there's six million people that drive around and have better things to do than go to fucking Texas Motor Speedway or, or at least a million 
have much better things to do than go to Texas Motor Speedway. I don't think the attendance was more than maybe 20 or 30,000 people for a cup race. That's sad. That's really sad. But that was, we went down a a ridiculous rabbit hole. The Google uh, population. Just to prove that, that minor point. Yeah. Well, what is the Google population? What would you say? It doesn't even matter anymore. Who cares? Um, I wanted to move over into just kind of like talking about, I don't want to talk much about the race, but the main thing was, is that I actually like had put some videos out and stuff. I genuinely did not finish. Like when the lightning hold came out, I went to my house. Everyone that knows me, follows me on Twitter, follows me on Instagram, whatever. They know that I don't have great service at my house. Um, and I, uh, I literally like walked out in the middle of the road at the end of the race just to be like, congratulations, Tyler. It's my job to talk about the race. I didn't finish it, literally went home and I did put it on TV for like a few seconds. So I, I did get to see the, uh, the Martin Truex. I, when I turned my TV back on the channel, like Martin Truex hit the wall and tire went down and then Cendric and Stenhouse had got into, I saw the Hamlin Byron thing. And, you know, at this point, it's like, I really, really at one moment I was like, Denny is literally about to turn him. And, it, and I didn't care about my bets at that point. I was like already over it. I was like, I'm done. Who cares? Like whether I win or lose my DFS lineups went to shit. As soon as Alex Bowman's tire failed, like I was just like, fuck this. Cause like I played a shit ton of Alex Bowman and he was like one of the number one guys that uh, Ryan had put on his ranking. So pretty much the whole garage fam, like ate shit. Yeah, I bet on him at like the beginning of the week because I was like, he's like one of the few guys. First of all, he's been good. Top 10 is like an all similar, not all, maybe not all, but he had really good, really, really good statistics. And he's one of the few guys I hadn't seen have like a big tire issue. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe they're doing something. Maybe they're less aggressive on the air pressures. Nope, doesn't fucking matter. He blows a tire halfway through the race. Isn't it's it a fun? joke? It's a fucking joke, man. It's a fucking joke. We anyway, should have learned though. We should have learned by you know what we have seen so far. I think that the trend that we're missing, and, and watch it'll completely change going into Talladega this week. But the trend that we're missing is that number one, we continue to bet on people that we think will be out of the playoffs. Number two, uh that's a good we, point. That's a good point. We continue to bet on people that are in the playoffs. And so what we have seen is that there's been nothing but drivers not in the playoffs win races uh, since the playoffs started and that we can't stop betting on people that we say are going to be out. Like as it sits right now, my four guys that I had predicted to, to go, Chase Briscoe, Austin Sendrick, Chris Bell, Alex Bowman are all on the bubble. So like that's where we sit right now. Why, remember why did said. we bet on out? Why did I bet on Alex Bowman? If I thought that he's going to be out of the playoffs don't know but there there we are so it's like week in week out like i'm not reminding myself enough of like hey if you said you think these guys are going to be out why the fuck are you betting on them and so i've got to keep reminding myself like especially well, the Talladega. the big thing for me was i just wanted a top 10 for alex bowman I, like i did pick him to win too but like a top 10 was i put almost two units on that so that is, uh, you know, that, that's the big thing right there. It's like I, I, my biggest bet on him wasn't even to actually win the race. It was just like, hey, every, you know, statistics indicate he's, he's probably going to have a good run. And I think he was running in the top 10 when he wrecked. I think he was yeah. running eighth. But, yeah, I don't know. This is – I want to go back to betting, especially talking about Talladega. Like, 
Talladega's fine. Whatever happens is fine because it's, it's Dega. And we expect madness and we expect chaos. That's what it's always been since right. we've instituted the restrictor plate uh, almost half a, half a century ago now. But Did you win a bet at Texas? Did you have anything hit at all? Yeah, I, I had Ryan Blaney top five. I had oh. Ryan Blaney top five. That, well, that's good. I had the only one that I had was William Byron over Martin Truex plus 100. And I loaded up on that one. So shout out to that for hitting twice at Texas. Shout out. Yeah, I had uh, I had Chastain top five, too. And he was up front most of the time. And, and they just had a different cycle with how they were taking tires. And and uh, I had Logano to win. And so add another P2 finish to the to the year of P2 finishes. So. There's that. And like I said, I do want to go back to the betting when we talk about Talladega because I've already loaded up on one guy. But seeing this, this is just much, this is just so much deeper than just about the betting stuff. Like you said, we both kind of reiterated, don't even, didn't even care about the betting side at this point, at, at the amount of, of just straight, I, I, what's moronics on television. Yeah. Just with the sport, like just the sport. Not even about the betting sport. side. It's a I just sport. Yeah, like this is supposed to be the, and I, I always believe it, it has been, and it is. It's the top form of motorsports in the United States of America. And it's funny, on this TikTok uh, I put out there, people are commenting, no, no, it's drag racing. No, 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 it's it's IMSA. Tell me how many people, like I, I, I like IMSA, but tell me how many people are watching IMSA, right? right? Tell me, tell me, uh, drag racing ha- I think was not far off of Bristol last week, but collectively tell me how many people are watching drag racing compared to NASCAR over the past 10, 15 years and, and, and all of 2022 as well. Like get the fuck out of here with that. And IndyCar truthers, I'm a huge IndyCar guy, so I'm right there with you, but we don't, there's not a big enough audience there yet to compete with NASCAR. NASCAR is the top form of motorsports in the United States of America. And if we see displays like what we saw this past weekend, even what we saw at Bristol as well, they, we won't be there anymore. We won't be. It'll be gone. I have it, full it will, faith. It will go I, somewhere else. I have full faith that they are going to figure this out. I have full faith that by next year we will have a lot of improvements. Uh, you you brought up IndyCar. I did want to say just shout out to a, a longtime legend. Jimmy Johnson announced that he is fully retired uh, from racing. He will only do certain events at certain races. Uh, so he's not fully retired. He's just retired from full-time racing. He's, he's fully full-time racing retired. Official. There yeah, there we go. So shout out to Jimmy Johnson. He cheated a lot and he won. Good job. But you know what I wanted? Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he did. But, um, which by the way, another topic, him and Kyle Bush probably both going to rate, uh, qual- try to qualify for the Indy 500 next year. That's what awesome. I started That'd thinking about. Ass, how many of these guys, how many of these guys in NASCAR this year, how many of them will we see like try to like cross in? And it's like gonna, I, it I, might I happen start. more and more. I love IndyCar, dude. Like you got me, you got me like suckered in and sold. Like the more I've went to those and watched those races, I'm like, I'm here for this shit. Yeah, you, and you're you're just you're not gonna catch me at a Coke 600 anytime soon based off these guys wanting to yeah. keep coming on over. So still haven't been in the Coke 600, but I, I, I want to go back. You said you have faith that they'll, they will fix this. And I, I do too. Like deep down, I think they will fix it. Like, as I've said, we have a lot of really fucking smart people that, that can fix this. Um, but, but the biggest thing that scares me 
is it feels like it just feels like you get I get more worried or I've been worried that what if Kevin Harvick didn't come out and start saying stuff? What if these drivers hadn't been saying anything publicly? Would anything would would the things that we need to change actually change for the better? That's the kind of shit that scares me is until their own athletes turn on them. Is that what dictates the changes? I I don't, I'm not saying I think that, but I I have like that weird feeling, you know, it's a tale as old as time, dude. You know that that happens in every sport that's NFL, NBA. Like you start getting people having issues and problems coming out and talking like they either going to get off the, you shit or get off the pot. Right. And so, like, that is a tale as old as time, because when you got a bunch of people that are in a room and they're making a shit ton of money and they're and like no one's saying shit about it. Why? Why would you stop it? Why would you stop all that money rolling in? You know what I mean? Like, that's what this all boils down to at the end of the day is money. And that's what every sporting organization or every big corporation, like all of it, it just boils down to money. Everybody's just worried about that dollar. And, and at the end of the day, like, I mean, even us, dude, we're betting on these sports. We're, we're sitting here, like, looking at these drivers that we have picked week in and week out about, about that dollar. We worship the green paper. That is what everybody in this fucking world does. And that's, that's why it's a tale as old as time. There will never be changes unless people start bitching about shit. Well, especially with this. And that's how it goes. And, you know, another thing to add on to that, Chase, is we the NASCAR has absorbed a few people that have come over from other sports in executive positions and in, in, in important uh, decision-making positions. And clearly when some of these guys got power dating back to 2019, they wanted to make every race close to Daytona and Talladega. And that's, that's what they wanted with the 2019 era package where they were, they thought they were bunching everybody up and creating more exciting pack racing style shit. And now we've seen what we've seen with Atlanta. Now we have six super speedway races a year. Uh, If Texas goes that route, now we're talking about potentially eight super speedway races a year. That is so fucking scary to me. And I just hope that, and I think, this, this is a bad, this is just all bad, like what I'm about to say. But um, you talk about money is what draw, money is what makes everything go around, essentially, is what you're saying with with do they make changes or not? Like it's it's based on if they start losing money. That totally makes sense. What's what's gonna happen if we go down this route? We turn Texas into a super speedway. And fuck, maybe we add more. Maybe, maybe they don't stop there. Maybe Michigan becomes a, a super speedway style race. If we do that and create more chaos and more problems, uh, on track problems, which who knows, like it scares me that these guys that I'm talking about love all this chaos that we've seen. Like they, they love this shit because they think people are going to, more people are going to watch creates more drama. I think that's going to have the opposite effect. I think less people are going to watch because you start delegitimizing the, the actual competition itself when every race becomes a shit fest. And that's my point about, turning more and more tracks into super speedway style races because a you're going to turn more a, a massive percentage of the schedule into a complete shit fest of chaos and then it's just going to get old it's going to get old daytona and talladega are special and exciting because we only see that style of racing four times a year now is now we're going to see it six times a year and i can already tell it's been getting older and older to people to fans 
just from chatter on Twitter, just from chatter in person, talking to people about the style of racing that NASCAR is and, and, and where we are with just the gen seven race car as a whole and, and the scheduling. I'm just so scared that attendance viewership will hit a new rock bottom. If we go down this route where the suits and the execs get excited about this chaos and this drama and I can just tell in the inflection of Rick Allen's voice on NBC, they want this, they push for this to happen and it's going to get old real fucking quick. And it's already old to a lot of people. It makes everyone to remember this, you know, it makes a good TV show, right? I mean, you look at uh, formula one and that's the problem. That's this isn't a TV show. Yeah. This isn't a fucking TV show. This is supposed to be a sport and the ripple effect would just be detrimental. All the drivers will start to leave and they'll go to somewhere more legitimate. You got a lot of these guys that are great road course racers. They can take their talents over to IndyCar, which is about half road courses, half oval, you know? So it, it, it becomes scary, seeing, man. We're going to start seeing that. I think that like, if, if this continues, if nothing changes, if nothing changes, cause like what you're saying too is important. And I've realized that like, as somebody that does like the entertainment side of racing, like there, there is a limit. And, and like you're saying, like Daytona and Talladega, those are important races. The reason that viewership is high for those races, for one, it's the first race of the year. One of those races, the first race of the year, it's right after the Super Bowl. People are like starving for sports. So it comes out. You're going to have high ratings on something like that all the time. It's not always the week after the Super Bowl, though. Talladega is one where people go there to have a good time and get wild. So it's entertainment for that section that that setting and it, it's ticket sales are always really good and then you also get the good product of the super speedway we added atlanta now people they kind of having a tennis problem i will say but continue. well maybe so but 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 my thing about it too with with atlanta like you were saying where I, I i we've heard it all year like you know we want the old atlanta back well before the new atlanta like people like hate and bitching dude and and so like when that happens like they did it's kind of like um it's kind of like the the howard stern thing i mean you've talked about this plenty of times like more people that hated howard stern listen to him than the people that actually liked him and so when you have a style of racing like that maybe they're in the mindset of like okay well if people hate it they're gonna watch anyway but the one thing that you should never do is even though you're trying to appeal to a new fan base and I get that. And I completely understand that you want to appeal to that newer fan base. You look at the LA Coliseum. That was a whole new fan base. It was people in that, that stadium that probably have never been to a NASCAR race in their life. You want to get that, but also remember the people that are loyal and the people that have been there through the good times and the bad times, your, your fan base that you have, you have to cater to them because if you cater to them, that's going to be good, but you've got to find a balance. And I think that's the problem that that they're having trying to figure this out, because when you have too many people in a building that are that are from outside of that world and then you have a few people in the building that are from that world, you want to keep your job. You want to do all those things. So you just kind of shut up and go along with whatever's happening. And I think that that is a major problem outside of the sport, outside of sports in general, outside. It's just it's a, a social problem, a world problem. And so like, you've got to be able to, to, to see what's happening. And I think that too many people rely on data nowadays too. Like too many people, like we have all of this information from online at, at our fingertips. And I think that's why a lot of shit gets stale is because people are like, okay, well, this is what the data is showing us. This is what people like. This is what people don't like. This is what we've got. We've got all this data collection. People don't want to take risks anymore. 
Okay. So, uh, and that's always, that's going to be a big thing too, as we keep going down this path in in society is the data collection part of it. And I know I'm kind of veering off away from the racing stuff. I'm just talking, talking about like global issues, but I mean, that's all a part of everything that's happening in our lives right now. And so people have to be renegades. People have to say, Hey, I'm going to say, fuck that. I'm gonna put that over here. We're going to kind of paint this picture. We're going to put it out there. And I feel like when people are doing more original shit, you know, it may not get a lot of traction and likes in the beginning, but I mean, as you continue to do that, people are going to look over in this corner and say, there's something different's happening over here. Something, something's, something's brewing. People want excitement, you know? Yeah. I, I agree with, with the sentiment. The one thing I will say, you, you opened that with like the Howard Stern comparison, like, Oh, well, a lot of people that hate him were the, the main ones that watched him uh, or listened to him actually because he was unique he was always unique right right turning atlanta into a super speedway is to me the opposite of it's not unique yeah yeah so like i there i will say like that was a good i'm okay with atlanta being that way now all right i'm okay if we just if we stop at atlanta i'm fine but but talking about the just the the wanted chaos it's like they they just just want more and more chaos and it, you're making it unnatural from development. Like I know like on racetrack, it, it happens naturally, like with big wrecks at Dega and Daytona and Atlanta, but now you're making it from a development standpoint. Like we're, 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 we don't want this to, to play out like typical traditional motorsports racing. We, we want it to just manu- we want we want to manufacture insane chaos just through a fucking repave. And I don't want that to happen in Texas. I, I think the best case of action is to be a short track or shit. Maybe you try it again as a, as a mile and a half. That's not that we don't do super speedway style racing at. I don't know. I'm not an expert there, but I, I and I don't think like I'm, you guys should know if you listen to me and, and see me on Twitter and, and social media, I'm optimistic most of the time. And I have fun with, even when I lose bets, I have fun with it, you know? Uh, when things don't go my way, I, I try not to just be a bitch about anything. Even though when me and me and Chase will talk personally, I'll be fucking mad. But what you see on Twitter, like when people start talking, I try to have fun with it. You know, I, I don't want to just spew negativity out. Yeah. And I know this this pod has been kind of a negative Nancy, but it's just out of it's for me. It's out of frustration, passion, and love. Like it's this real. is my life. You it's know. Real. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm at a point where I am scared. Do I think we're going to go down a bad path? I don't. I, I, I said this on Twitter. I think I said it on TikTok, commenting back to people. I think for the most part, we're doing NASCAR is, is doing a lot of things right in the direction that we're headed for the future of the Gen 7 and, and beyond. If we just fix these, I mean, the tire issues, the mechanical issues, I don't know. Like, I, I, I kind of put that in the bag mechanical issues like we've seen with toyota and we've had more engine failures this year than we've probably had in like the past three years i would say and random mechanical issues due to quote-unquote crappy parts so we fixed the tire issues we fixed the the parts issues uh we hadn't even talked about the officiating part the officiating uh, at texas both texas races has been pretty fucking terrible and the denny hamlin stuff under caution with william byron pretty bad Ty Gibbs had an issue that should have been clear as day. Pretty fucking bad. Um, we just we gotta clean this kind of stuff up if if 
we want to be legitimate. And there's always going to be those people that don't take motorsports and NASCAR seriously. And we're not doing ourselves any favors by wanting more chaos, by bad officiating, and by delegitimizing our champion. Like, we we got to be real careful where we're at right now. And that's basically been the whole central point of this pod and everything we've gone on rabbit gone into rabbit holes about which we love to do at garage guys mm. but i hope everybody kind of understands where we're coming from and has been able to understand the points i've made and the points that chase has made as well uh we just we just really fucking care a lot and, I, and i'm a little scared right now is is, is is all it is i'm scared yeah. In, in summary, I'll say this, you know, we're, we're all about bringing Winston back. That's what we, that's what we're about over here. I mean, we have a fucking show named after it. Right. So like, here's the deal, Texas, not bringing Winston back. Okay. That's, that's, that's the, the truth right there. I think all of this is just the frustration of that track and, you know, the few tracks that we have just seen this just continuous problem at and you're talking about the broadcast i just love how sarcastic dale jr was being that was what i did i saw you had tweeted that but i wasn't sure what exactly he was i don't know if i had just missed towards it. the end towards the end of the race like when i turned it on the tv before i turned it off tell, yeah tell us what he did i want to know it, like it was just i just i heard him just be like like someone was like all right we're about to get back i think it was rick allen he was like we're about to get back started on the green he was like yep just don't know how long this one's gonna go he was like, we only got about 30 laps we only got about 30 laps before a tire decides to go down like just like saying shit like just coming out like because you know like he had i could hear it in his voice he was just having a hard time holding his tongue because like he would have people come back like i think it was like jeff jeff burton would like come back and he'd be like well this ain't really this is kind of a problem and he was just like yep i know only about 20 two more laps to go before we see this. <laughs> okay i do remember him saying that yeah yeah, remember, yeah. uh ba- based off of based off of how often it was happening he was like yep 18 more to go i'm just hoping we get home in time yeah, just like, <laughs> like that like i just love the fact that like they that he is there and like because he cares too man i mean he cares like the the most and so it's just good to hear somebody in that type of position not holding their their tongue and, uh, yeah, I, I still think they could. I still think those guys, and that's the thing. Junior has his pod where he'll he'll go. I mean, he he won't hold anything back on the podcast, so that's you know it's fine. But can't wait till I'm not. Week. I'm not a big podcast guy, and I haven't listened or watched the download in a while. But I'll I'll probably watch this one because I am curious to what he thinks after just seeing all that up close and talking to drivers, talking to teams, and his insight always means the world to me and it, my solution for everything let dale jr just run nascar just yeah. let dale jr run it i would be i i would everybody i think would be more happy if dale jr ran nascar and decided the keys and I, you There'd know be more thing, money are going around too i promise you that he would know he would know who to hire to make more detailed decisions i feel like we need more people. I could be wrong on that, but I drivers to, to run thing. I mean, there's a lot of people that are players of, of leagues and stuff like that that may not have the best business sense. But I mean, if the man could put together a production company, a full blown media company, he's out here being one of the number one advocates. He's the most well known guy that's out there for this. Yeah, let him put together a squad. I think that he is competent enough to run a business like that. Denny Hamlin, you know, I, I don't, we don't know how close he is to hanging it up, but like I would. 
I would really hope to see Denny Hamlin hang around. And I think he will. I mean, we all know. I mean, I, I say that we know he's going to hang around because he's got, he owns a fucking team now, but um, in an ownership role too, with the sport, you know, that would be that. I think that would be very, very helpful to the sport and very healthy to the sport. But I, and I want to talk about Denny real quick too. On Twitter last night, he was fucking pissed because uh, thank goodness NASCAR recently announced that all cars are going to have an onboard camera for the rest of the season. That is great because we got to see what Cody Ware's wreck was like. Shout out to Cody. I'm glad he's okay. That was pretty scary. Yeah, talk to him. We get a text back from him today, by the way. He said that uh, that he's good. He's going to keep going. Good. Um, I actually got all that because, like, yeah, that was worrisome as shit. That, and it could have been it could have been way worse if he had hit the inside of that pit wall when he was when he had no brakes, couldn't stop, probably no steering either. But um talking about Denny Ham, when we saw the onboard where under the caution clearly had come out and William Byron gunned it and bumped Denny and spun him out, and there was no penalty. And then NASCAR said they didn't see it, which I'm I just don't know how that's not a lie. Like with all due respect, I don't know how that's not a lie. It happened on the trioval, um, and with all the technology, this goes back to what Chase Elliott tweeted. And it's funny that Chase Elliott had tweeted that whole spill about not going backwards in technology because maybe 10 minutes before that, I basically had commented the same exact thing on my TikTok when somebody commented something. I said, to sum up, like to simplify it, we should not go backwards in technology. It's 2022. Like we should be at the peak of our technological advancement and knowledge in life right now. Like in the history of humanity, we should be at the peak of all these things where you should never regress. And I know I'm going off on a, on a rabbit hole here, but just I wanted to talk about that officiating. And then what Denny said uh, after the race, he was fucking pissed about William Bowen wrecking him and said he added him to the list on who uh, on, on all the guys that he owes payback to essentially. Right. And, and then he came out, which I'm looking at Twitter right now on Denny Hamlin, Jeff Gluck tweeted and Denny Hamlin retweeted this first, first 18 minutes of Dale Jr.'s download has an important conversation who care about the quality of the racing, make sure to give it a listen. So there you go. I'm probably going to go hit the download right after the right after we get off this call. Yep, I think that should I'm happen here. now because I'm ready to go listen to that. I think we have, we have really been very clear about how we feel. Well, we haven't we haven't talked about everything though. No, no, no. I, I was in the what middle. El, of my what else is there? What what else? What else do we need to speak about? Dale? The Denny Hammond William Byron thing is. Well, I guess I I mentioned that, but uh, he Denny had commented on. And I'm trying to find it. I don't think he would delete it. I just don't think anything's going to delete this. I mean, he just says shit. He he says things like, I mean, we're still waiting. I mean, it, the Chastain thing could still happen at some point. But I mean, I'm not talking about payback at this point. I'm talking about good. The Goodyear had a guy. His name is Greg Stucker. Give like a two minute spill, at least from Dustin Long's video on Twitter about the tire issues tonight, last night at Texas. And uh, Denny Hamlin commented and tweeted, no excuses. And I, I think at some point the guy, Greg, had had said in the video, there's no excuses, blah, 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 blah. And then Denny said, no excuses except for the 10 you listed besides yourself. 
And that right there made me so fucking happy that he said that. I always want to I always want to jump on Goodyear because they're they're shit product. But the the guy goes out here and just talks about all the elements and all the reasons why the tires were bad and the tire issues happened. Yet they don't even remotely say, hey, we're 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 a little bit at fault for this. We could make a better tire, which is fucking obvious we could make a better tire. And he just says all these excuses and doesn't doesn't put any accountability on their company, which that pisses me off. That's a big deal. Why would you put accountability on your own company? You got to make money because it's clear. It's clear that there's a problem. It's clear that that it's not, as I said, and I'll continue to reiterate, it's not just one. There's not just one uh, one faction of, of of this whole industry that's at fault. It's multiple things. Yeah. And part of the thing is, is Goodyear needs to make a better tire. No question about it. And Denny also tweeted, followed up. If you're thinking that maybe NASCAR will look into someone else for tires, keep dreaming. Goodyear pays them a fat check. So they are allowed to gouge the teams each week like that right there. That's a fucking gaslight, too. I mean, these guys hate Goodyear, dude. These guys hate. Sorry with Tony Stewart. Oh Tony yeah, Stewart. Tony Stewart's pissed. I'm sitting here in this in this shop right now. I'm staring at an entire wall of Hoosiers, and um, you know that that would be a cool tire, you know. But yeah, yeah, I, it's money. It's money, bro. Yeah, I um, I don't know what the solution is there. I mean, like like I said earlier too. Like, I used to work for a tire company, and we this tire company I worked for does not does not deal good years because they are a bad tire on the road. Well, what, uh, not what even talking about racing. What, what, what brand? So the company uh, is Southern Tire Mart. Great company. They're, they were primarily a Bridgestone Firestone dealer. Mm-hmm. And Bridgestones are at the, the top tier of tires. Like it's kind of set in tiers on like uh, – the quality or just like the brand recognition is Michelin Bridgestone and, and Goodyear. I think Michelin has the best tires on the road. They're very expensive. Bridgestone also pretty expensive, but Bridgestone and Firestone uh, on the road, make a solid tire for most vehicles. And Firestone is the, is, has been the tire for IndyCar for a long time. Right. Um, and those cars cannot have tire failures. Our people will die. So like, that's that's a whole different conversation, but no, we want to talk about good tires. Goodyear's just just not there. They're they're they don't have a good product on the road, nor do they, do they have a good product on the track. And it's a reason why there's been like you just said with Tony Stewart 15 years ago, and and longer. Tony Stewart is always complaining about what Goodyear has brought, and we've had debacles every five to seven years with Goodyear tires. And I'd like to see if you listen to this come out on Twitter or in the discord and tell me what other series of motorsports has tire debacles like NASCAR does with Goodyear. I really want to know. And I want to be educated, honestly, because I actually don't, I know there's been tire wars in the past with IndyCar and NASCAR, but I want to know, I want to be educated on what debacles we've seen with other forms of motorsports and the tires that they run and the tire dealers that they're sponsored with. Or you know, the, I'm gonna do, uh, by. So I'm gonna do a little bit of chase math here. Um, here's an equation: tire company plus mascot equals no problems. Uh, IndyCar 
uh, is Firestone. Firestone plus the bird with the yeah, the hawk. Equals, the hawk. Yeah. No problem. Michelin plus uh, Pillow Man. No problem. Love, love that guy. Love yeah, that guy. Great guy. Right. Mi- uh, Goodyear, uh, no mascot. All they have is literally like the Achilles foot. And if you remember the story from the Greek, uh, you know, the, the epics, Achilles heel, it broke. All right. So, yeah. You ever seen Troy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. They thought he was, he was, he was a God and he died. Fucking dead, dude. Like that's the, that's the thing. So as long as they keep having this foot with wings, dude, they're fucked. So they should really consider that. That is that's, at this point. At this point, that's a valid point. Exactly. Fuck it, dude. Yeah. Fuck it. That might be, that might be it. We need a, a mascot. <laughs> And maybe we maybe somehow we'll develop better tires. We're gonna develop a mascot for Goodyear. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna yeah. end this this pod on a high note. <laughs> we're gonna wait. We're, I have to t- look. We have to talk. Did you see if you got your? Are you, if you're on your computer and you have mm-hmm. signal, I want you to look up the Ty Gibbs thing though, because that's another part of the officiating. That's fucking bullshit. Okay. That, was this the Xfinity race? No, it was a cup race. And, and by the way, you said Xfinity. Shout out to Noah Gragson winning oh, yeah. four in a row. Four. I only, yeah, I only bet on him in, in one of those four races. And I texted him before the race and I said, number four coming today. I didn't bet on the race, but I did tell him that I was busy. I went to a dirt race on Saturday night, actually, which was really I fun. Even, I had a good time. Nice. I, um, I'm trying to think if I don't even know how, my bets didn't do good in Xfinity. I know they didn't, but. I was trying to think that I have another guy. I finished second. Uh, who did I have in that race? Hmm. Ty Gibbs. I think I had Ty Gibbs, maybe. Yeah, I think I had. I don't know. Xfinity's just so dead to me. It's ridiculous. But Google Ty Gibbs Cup race. Just tell me. So on pit road, Ty Dillon came out of his stall and like hit Ty Gibbs on the side when they were exiting pit road. And he just like fucking smoked him. And almost knocked him into a couple of NASCAR officials. And uh, I think it was RFK that had some guys on a pit road. And almost like straight up, like he could have hit them and Ty could have lost control or gone over too far and run people over. And there's no no discipline. Like NASCAR, no, we didn't see that either. Like Gibbs hit? That, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see if I let me, let me see if I can find the video and I might be able to send you a link. Well, if you call bringing Winston back, we talked about books. We talked about free books. We talked about, uh, I talked about books that people pay for. A free book is the Joe Gibbs game plan for life. And so as long as those books are going out, <laughs> it's probably not going to have any repercussions on, on Ty Gibbs. So. Is there anything in the Bible that says you can't run people over? I'm pretty sure it's like one of the Ten Commandments. Like, don't try to kill people. So. But it doesn't. Does it specifically say you can't run people over? No, it does not. I'd so. have to read the game plan for life. Maybe there's something. In maybe, there. the, <laughs> maybe the game plan talks about no manslaughter per, per vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be no. There's no way because Thomas did it, so it, it can't. Shit, yeah, dude, yeah. You wouldn't okay. ever broken one of his grandfather's commandments. Um, type in just type in Ty Gibbs and scroll over to uh, videos, and it will be one of the first ones that comes up. All right, Ty Gibbs. Let's see. He just just making his oh, grandfather write. He's trying to make his grandfather write new pages to the game plan for life. Just sad, just sad little Ty. That is really funny, actually. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, like on my copy, I think it's in the RV somewhere. All right, let's see. There's the Sam Mayer fight, of course. 
Um, Are you just searching this on Explore? Like the Explore Google, thing? Man. You know Google's different for everybody. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Go on Twitter. Just go on Twitter. Okay, on the Twitter machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbles. Let's see. I like calling him Ty Gibbles. All right, videos. Here we go. Ty Gibbs almost door slammed Ty Dillon to a pit saw after Dillon got too close to him on pit road. Let's see. All right, watching now. Mm. Okay, I gotta I gotta make it bigger. Yeah, I can hear you playing a little bit. Oh yeah, I can hear you too. He, he just came out of nowhere, just like tabs and he tabbed it back. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, the officials are just chilling. My god, yeah, like like three of them, or maybe two of them. But yeah, it was Chris Busher right there. Chris Busher right there. They were fixing his car after he is on Twitter now. You can't ignore that. But yeah, like that's another thing, dude. Like that, that's a big, like Ty Gibbs sh- should not do that, first of all. But second of all, like NASCAR's got to do something about that. Like that right there, something like that to me warrants being held a lap or two laps or something because that's a big safety issue. When Ty can see out his window, out his windshield, he can see those guys standing there and then he just, just, and he, that wasn't like a little light little tap. Like he just, fucking bowled over to the left and kids got anger issues dude i think he does too yeah um and I, i'm not gonna go into there's a lot of tweets saying like oh entitled little bitch like yeah i'm not gonna go into that because mm-hmm. guy the guy can drive kids a fucking good race car driver but that kind of shit needs to be cleaned up but i think in the bible it doesn't say anything about not running people over so maybe that's Maybe that was the problem. Maybe that's why it happened. It was kind of hard to do that back then when, like, your primary method of travel was, like, your feet, so. Yeah, that's true. By the way, I know I sound so sacrilegious right now. I'm not an atheist. I just like to have fun with it. You don't have to be an atheist to say that. I I feel like everybody's – I feel like – I feel oh, I feel like if my dad listened to this, which he probably will, he'd be like, hey, like, that's – come on. And I'd be like, yeah, I know, but it's just kind of funny, like, the – we always make fun of like the oh the glory to God, glory yeah. to God. You know, I listen to way too I think much it's, Charlie it's a Creator. Lot. I listen to way too much Charlie Creator right, right. and shit like that. So like, yeah, like I'm sitting here like staring at this crystal ball on my desk with like a fucking pentagram in it. So it's like, you know, I don't even think twice about it, but like a lot of people probably on the outside that see a lot of the shit that I do, they're probably like, There's no way that guy believes in God. You guys we we just think everybody is I just think everybody is like subject to be able to be made fun of to some capacity, right? Yeah, so it's just yeah. funny. Like it's just you know, it's one of those stereotypes where a lot of athletes are like, Oh, credit, all credit to God, man. And and in my head, I'm just immediately like, Oh, did God score the game winning touchdown? Did God just drive the car for you? Like, no, you drove the car. Like, yeah. So I just think it's kind of funny. They're right? just keeping Morgan Shepherd alive, dude. They're keeping, Wait, the board, Morgan, they're keeping Morgan Shepard's dream alive, dude. Somebody talked about him in the Discord earlier. <laughs> Should we talk about the rollerblading thing? The John Deere Jesus car? Yeah. Yeah. Ra- racing with Jesus. <laughs> racing with Jesus. I missed that. Number 89 that starting part. Everyone race. Oh, that was great. But no, I um yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Never won a race. No, it did not. No, it did not. For the record, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't, it was never, it was never close. But Morgan Shepard, I think he won like six races in his career. Though people always forget that he also he, stood behind Tim Richmond when he had his dick out. Yeah, game. that too. Yeah, he's in that famous, that famous photo. But mm-hmm. look, this I know this has gone 
a, a super long time, but it's been, I think, as you said, to start the pod, I had a lot to say and, and you had a lot to follow up with as well. And I don't, I just want everyone to know I fucking love the sport with all my heart. This goes way past betting for me. Like this is all in. And of course we find ways to just have fun about random dumb shit. Like as we always do, like, you know, make fun of Ty Gibbs and uh, some other people and in, in, in situations. But at the end of the day, I, I, I care so much about the sport and I'm just a little bit nervous about what we saw at Texas. And uh, also, you know, we talk about the hurricane that might affect Dega this weekend, which we are not going to. Uh, thoughts, prayers, everything going out to everybody that's going to be affected by that hurricane. I've, me and Chase have both been in the center of, of bad hurricanes before, and we, we, we've seen destruction and, and hope nobody has to go through the, that kind of shit this weekend or whenever this hits. I think it hits on like Wednesday or something. And I've talked to a few people actually on Twitter or through the Discord that live down there and probably going to have to evacuate. So thinking about all those people outside of anything racing related um how much i don't know where i was going with that after that um just yeah big prayer up to me you guys like we going through katrina like yeah it was a that was a time and a lot of more other hurricanes too so hurricanes are not fun fuck hurricanes yeah living in mississippi and louisiana it's yeah you know we, we, we've seen a good bit of it but but no, I just love the sport and I wanted to see, go to, I wanted to see it thrive. And as we all, we always mention back to where it was in the early 2000s. And, and I'm optimistic just as we head into Talladega, just forget about Texas, forget about tire problems. Uh, we're going to manifest that they're just going to go away and that the teams are going to figure it out and we'll have a good end of the season and good shit in the off season as well to get us prepared for 23. That's all we can do. Ditto on everything you said. Uh, Garage fam, thanks so much for, for listening, for tuning in week in and week out. Make sure you don't miss Dale Center on Thursday. Uh, bringing Winston back will be out. I always try to hope for Wednesday. Post-production can be rough when you're doing it solo. So uh, hopefully we'll get BWB Wednesday. If not, it'll probably be Thursday after Dale Center, possibly early Friday morning. Uh, but I'm uh, I've already started filming for it. So busting my ass to get that done for you guys. And um, other than that, yeah, just we love NASCAR. We want the best. We deserve the best because it is the best in our hearts. And everyone that listens to this, I'm sure, feel that in some degree. So with that being said, let's have a good week. Let's uh, let's get ready to cash some tickets. For Dega, let's get ready for those wild DFS lineups. Uh, we'll have the DFS preview show out. Uh, I'm gonna try to get it out early this week as well. Um, the Saturday drops aren't working too well. I'm gonna try to try to get back to Fridays. And uh, besides that, yeah, let's have a fucking week. Great show, love talking. Um, and if you like free books, check out the Joe Gibbs Game Plan for Life. <laughs> Available. Don't don't run people over, Ty. Yeah, and we'll, we'll let you off the hook. All right, guys, y'all be good. Peace.